Welcome to the Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast, where we are all about going beyond programs, beyond best practices, and beyond curriculum to recover and learn from our Wesleyan roots and explore the foundations for small groups that are organized to beat the devil and to produce disciples of Jesus Christ who in turn disciple others. My name is Scott Hughes, and I am the Director of Adult Discipleship here at Discipleship Ministries. I'm Steve Manskar, Director of Wesleyan Leadership at Discipleship Ministries. And I'm going to start this podcast off with a quote from M. Scott Boren. says, If at the end of a meeting we have followed the plan of the printed curriculum exactly, then we have probably missed God. God does not conform to our curriculum. The curriculum is meant to get us started so we can get to more important questions that stir unexpected conversations. And he uses the word curriculum here. I, I think I'm going to kind of change that or we're going to change that a little bit to really really what I think is most often meant by that in the vernacular is a printed study uh, material, right? So that that's kind of what we're going to be talking more about. We're not really talking about curriculum, but printed study materials. And a lot of small groups use some sort of printed study lesson, right? It could be a video-based lesson. It could be the international Bible study lesson. It could be a whole host of things. A book study. A book study, right. Yeah, lots of things. Adam Hamilton program. Oh, you're going to name them, huh? You're you're just going to come right out? I'll just name them. Okay, being bold there. (laughs) (laughs) Can't go against Adam, man. I'm not saying anything <laughs> again. I'm I just know. stating the reality. Oh, I, I know. I know it is. I know you are. And it, it is reality, right? And it's yeah. not bad. I mean, it's not no, necessarily I, yeah, bad. we're not saying that it's bad. No, no. We're, it, we're, as now we're going to talk about how bad it is. We're not saying... <laughs> no, we're not. Um, we are going to talk about other ways of uh, of having a small group um, to to be intentional about disciple discipleship that may or may not use printed lessons. Well, let me... Just take a an aside. Okay, fair like, enough. Um, in ter- using the word curriculum, it's just got, I've been thinking. You know, I don't think I don't know if we talked about this in a previous that the way we've been using curriculum is not really what curriculum is, right? Which is what you're correcting, Scott. That's right. What curriculum is? It's a course of study. That's right. That includes several, like. If you go to college, you follow a particular, you're in a degree program that has a curriculum that includes several courses right. that involves many books that you need to read and study and taking exams and yeah. doing labs and whatever. And the church historically has had a curriculum. Sure. And it, it, Not the way we think of it, but yeah, sure. Right. It's And it's called the catechumenate process. Yeah. Which is yeah. Which is a important. curriculum of Christian formation, mm-hmm. which happens over a period of years, but it's done in a very intentional, intentional logical, fashion. Yes, and that's the curriculum piece that we've lost. Yeah, it's very needed, very very needed. In, and in, and in I, I'm convinced that, and and there are others out there in the church that are convinced, like my beloved colleague, former colleague Dan Benedict. Mm-hmm who retired from this agency several years ago, but continues his work in the catechumenate. Yeah. Um, and, and the work of recovering the catechumenate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the curriculum that I think we need to have a broader conversation about in the church. 
Sure. And so I'm going to leave it there. No, I think that's very helpful. That's very helpful. Because what we're really talking about is sort of so many groups have become um, shaped by and just by habit. That's what they use is some sort of printed lesson. And it's often chosen at an ad hoc or... Sure. Um, Interest-based. What, right. What, what am I interested in? Right. right. And, and, or or what's, what's the latest thing that's come out from the publishing house or whatever? Sure. I mean, I had a class that always asked me, what's Adam's latest thing? And that's right. what they did, right? It's one yeah. from Adam's, you know. Again, nothing wrong with those things if they fit in a larger context of, of doing things. Uh, so we definitely want to say that up front. And I think the, the question we need to ask, you know, our mission is to make disciples mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Are these programs, these printed materials, yes. studies, are they contributing to forming the people as in holiness of heart and life? And not merely information. Or are they simply keeping people entertained for a couple of weeks Yeah, and then moving on to something else? Too. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's, that's a conversation that every church needs to have. Yeah, and I was going to save this for later. I'll go ahead and say it now. You know, my, my own frustration in classes I've been in that are video-based, right? We have a video lecture, then we talk. Is, you know, part, I understand why churches do that. And it, it can be a way of sort of controlling the information, right? I, I know you're going to get some Methodist quality stuff with Adam or Mike Slaughter or whoever, right? You're gonna, right. you're gonna yeah. get, you can control. There's lots of really good stuff out there. Yeah, you can yeah. control what's what's being taught. Um, my pushback on that is then there's not enough conversation happening usually, right? It's here's the presentation, then we get a few comments, class is over, right? And so that, and I think much more conversation needs to be happening um, in terms of relational growing. Right, for, for, for true discipleship to right. happen. And, and just adding on, you know, yeah. the emphasis is on obtaining knowledge. Right, exactly. And information. That's right. That doesn't necessarily express itself in practice or the formation of habits. That's right. And it can. And it, it can, but it, can. it rarely does. Yeah. Um, and it and it's the f- the mistaken notion that we are innately rational, that that somehow we yes. make disciples by giving people really good information about discipleship or about the Bible yeah. or about theology or about the Wesleys. Yeah. That by reading about the Wesleys, we're going to become Methodists. That's right. Well, Mr. Wesley, I think would take exception to that. As he should. Um, and I'll take that a second layer there. I mean, I think what also then happens is our notion of are you a Christian or are you a Methodist becomes about right beliefs. Right. Have you obtained the right beliefs? Well, therefore, you're a Christian. Um, and I'll just give this real quickly. Um, and Because I've, I've had this discussion with a lot of folks, and um, one of the things I've learned is that to me, being a Christian is about having experienced the risen Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you had an encounter with the risen Lord? Guess what? You're 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 a Christian, right? Now let's talk about beliefs, because <laughs> right? those are important, right? Yeah, those, those right. Help the, us it is important. Yes. those are important things. Um, but I think we get we can get into some real awkward conversations if it's about beliefs, mm-hmm. than if we f- start with an experience and our encounter. So yeah, uh, soapbox. Sorry, off of it. Um, <laughs> so one of the resources that that a small group can use 
is something that Steve's produced. Uh, and you've done this for how many years now? Oh, gosh. I honestly don't know. Okay. We'll have to go in the archives and find yeah, out. Uh, yeah. You've got me wondering. We need to go back and see. It may be like 10 years okay. that I've been doing the Disciples Journal. Yeah. And so I've used it for the past two years, I believe, uh, since I've been here. Um, thankfully, I get an author's copy. <laughs> I, I guess a signed I, copy. A signed copy. I guess you should say that out front, right? That I didn't pay for my copy. <laughs> Transparency. Um, yeah, so uh, you've you've written a disciple's journal. I'm going to let you explain what that is and how groups can use that. Well, and I'll, I don't, well, there are parts of it that I do write, but it's uh, basically True. I compile it. Compile, that's a good word for it. Because what the bulk of the Disciples Journal is, is it's a daily lectionary mm-hmm. that's based on the Revised Common Lectionary developed by a group called the Consultation on Common Texts, mm-hmm. which our very own Taylor Burton Edwards is Liturgy the secretary Man. of that group. They're the people that develop the, what we call the lectionary. It's called the Revised Common Lectionary. And so what, we, what most people are familiar with is the the lection the four lessons for each Sunday of the year, mm-hmm. but they've also created a daily lectionary yep. for every day of the week of every day of the year. Yep. So there are two lessons and a lesson from the Old Testament and the New Testament for each day of the week, plus a psalm for one half of the week and another psalm for the second half of the week. Yep, I'll just. Without going into all the details, that's that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. And so I simply compile that lectionary mm-hmm. for each year, each calendar year, because it it changes a little bit. And there are three lectionary years. Right. A, B, years and C. A, B, and C. Yep. Year A, I don't even, I'm not sure which year we're in right now. Um, I saw this the other day, and I don't remember. It's either B or C. I think C. we're in A right now. Oh, or, no, we've just gone into... B, because B, okay. we've just started year B because the 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 Stops gospel over. the gospel lessons that dominate year B is from the gospel according to Mark. Okay. Year A is Matthew. Mm-hmm. Year C is Luke, mm-hmm. and then all three of them include big chunks of John, yep. in particularly in Lent, mm-hmm. um, and other parts of the year. But especially in Lent, they bring in. John, lessons from John. Sure. Um, so you have two less, two you know, old te- a Psalm, Old Testament, New Testament lesson for each day yep. of the week. Then the four lessons for Sunday, um, and then there's space. There's the, the general rule of discipleship is printed each yep. week. You know, the, the, if you open up the disciples' journal on the left hand page, you have the daily lectionary at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. Followed underneath that is the general rule of discipleship to witness to Jesus Christ in the world and to follow his teachings through acts of compassion, justice, worship, and devotion under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And then underneath that is a section divided, you know, it's divided into four quadrants yep. with the Jerusalem cross in the center mm-hmm. for you to record your acts of compassion, justice, worship, and devotion that you've done during that week. Yep. You know, and the facing page at the top is a an excerpt from either a sermon or uh, some writings of John Wesley right paired with a couple of stanzas of a hymn by Charles Wesley mm-hmm. 
And underneath that is a prayer that a member of the Consultation of Common Text has written mm -hmm. based on the Sunday lessons for that week. And they're wonderful prayers. Yep. I pray that prayer every day. Mm -hmm. you know. And then there's just blank space for you to write questions, comments, mm -hmm. prayer concerns. Um, so can I say a few, can I give a testimony? Certainly. <laughs> so one of the things, I, as I've been reading through the last two years, as I, you know, my, I'll tell you, my first thought was I didn't like it. I didn't like, I like reading through a book chronologically. I like starting Matthew 1 and reading through. And so my first response was, I'm not sure I like this. But now having done this for two years, um, a, I stuck with it. That's impressive. <laughs> but, but B, it's, it's made me start to ask some different questions as mm -hmm. I read. Because, you know, one day you might be reading in Luke. The next day you're reading in Acts or Corinthians or whatever. And, and I have to ask questions like, well, how does this fit in the season of the year? Mm -hmm. right, they've chosen this for a particular reason. Yes, yes. Why? It's very intentional. Right. And then how does it match with the Sunday scripture? Right. Right, and as I ask those questions, I begin to see some passages in ways that I probably perhaps wouldn't have otherwise. So that that's one of the things I'll, I'll say about it, that, I, that I've learned to like that, right? I've learned mm -hmm. to, to, to do that. The other is it is nice to have that area for journaling and being intentional about acts of compassion, justice, worship, and devotion. And when I'm, I'll say it this way, when I'm on my game, right, and I do that, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. and, and too often I, I sort of rush through that and I don't take time to think through, and this is where I've been in compassion. This is where I've been doing. So um, that can be really helpful when I am when I do that. And unfortunately yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. do that enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are those are th things that I've, I've liked. And, and at the beginning of this, you also have a prayer guide uh, of sorts that has prayers for different days of the week, um, yes. Colics. A and, cycle of prayer yeah, for the year. Which can be very helpful for expanding your prayer life, right? Yes, of, that's why it's there. Right, because I mean, I can get in a rut of praying for my family, praying right. for those in my covenant discipleship group. Amen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And so that, that guide can be real helpful for, you know, what, what about the people that I'm riding on the bus with today mm -hmm. or, you know, who work in, in, in uh, medical services or those who are in schools or work in schools, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Things that I'm not necessarily on the top of my mind. So yeah. there's, and you've also have uh, for different seasons, there's articles, just short brief articles about the different seasons, kind of right. the calendar year, all these things I've learned to really appreciate over time having um, having done this now for two mm -hmm. years. So that's, that's sort of my testimony for, for using it. And so say more then about how to use that in groups, right? You, you, you've said that in terms of sort of how a person could use it individually. How then can groups use it? Yeah, so it was originally developed for individual. You know, I basically developed it initially for myself. Oh, interesting. And then people, guy, people in my covenant cybership group saw this pile of pages that I brought with me. Mm. And they... So can I have one? So mm. anyway, it sort of grew from there. Okay. So it's designed, it was originally designed for people in covenant discipleship groups, but then it's, it's it realized it's useful for personal use um, and for other kinds. Of, then I realized a couple of years ago that this could be a really helpful tool, tool for Resource. any, you know, a small group. And you you know, want you could use it you know as simple a Bible study group yep. to focus on 
one of the lessons from one of the days of the week or yeah. the themes in for that that season of the church right now we're in advent so mm-hmm. we could it's a great i think it's a really fine resource for um advent um and then for christmas and then epiphany lent yeah um so it's it's it obvi- you know the first obvious thing it's it's a good you know a group that wants to uh, do Bible study together. Right. We've had some of that conversation just within our Covenant Discipleship group when someone had a question about a passage right. or we've said, boy, is it interesting this thing's happening in the world and we read this passage this week. It's amazing how the lectionary yeah. often speaks to what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the The journal can also, you can also use it in your group to, you know, Talk about what Mr. The, the 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 Wesley quote, yeah, and have a discussion about what Wesley what is being said in that uh, paragraph or those lines from Wesley John Wesley, mm-hmm. and also looking at spend some time looking at the Charles the what Charles is writing about mm-hmm. in the hymn and you know I don't. I rarely include a full hymn. It's usually, sure. I only have room for a couple of stanzas typically. Um, so it's not hard to find the full hymn. And I think it's, it's, it's really, I, it can be very powerful for a group to have a small group that is just focused on getting together once a week or once a month to really dig into a Charles Wesley hymn. Mm, interesting. So you know, those who, who are musically inclined might. <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> yeah, as you I'm know not me. Talk, you don't need to sing it. Just look at no, the that's text. True. No, that's true. That's how early Methodists learned their theology. It was yeah, from Charles true. Wesley. Very true. And those hymns. And and of course, sing it. Yeah, you don't want me to sing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can just listen, Scott. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but the rest of us will sing it, and you can benefit from that. I would. I would benefit from that. Um, so there's the hymns. The words, the work, the, you know, the excerpts from John Wesley that can be used for discussion and conversation mm-hmm. and, and paired with, I try to always have some relationship between that Wesley material and what's going on in the scripture and in mm-hmm. the season of the year. Wow. Um, and, and there's an article in the front of the journal that gives ideas for using the journal as a small group resource. There's also one on how to use it uh, with kids. And Mel- our colleague Melanie Gordon has yeah. written a very fine piece on how to use it with your family and with children. Yeah. You know, we, we actually been, you, you mentioned Advent and we've been doing that every night as a family and lighting the Advent candle and reading mm-hmm. those those passages um, that I pull out the journal and those are the passages and we read from it. And what, what I probably could do, take it a step further, is, you know, how we done Acts of Compassion today or where are we where we've done those those practices, um, I think would be good. And I think a small group could do that as well, is just focus on, on how we see God at work and using that journal por- portion. Yes. And and I and, and I want to say, we're, we're not doing this to shill my, to sell more copies of say, my journal. I how much money you make off this? I don't make any money off That's of it. exactly what I thought. You make no money <laughs> off this. So let's I be get a paycheck every two weeks. <laughs> Um, right. Just to be transparent, right? That, that, that we're not doing this so that. But Steve, it's you know, it's it's a labor of love. Get a new bike next year. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> One every nine years. <laughs> um, but it's it's a, this is an example of a resource that keeps us grounded in Scripture. Yeah. 
and in Christian tradition, and the, it's 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 aimed at forming habits mm. of compassion, justice, you know, participating and practicing acts of compassion, justice, worship, and devotion, and watching over one another in love, meeting together mm. to talk about you know whatever you know whether it's the scriptures or what Wesley the what one of the Wesleys has to say in the texts that are in that week yeah. um and 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 also you know forming the habit of you know reading the bible every day yeah and, and praying every day yeah that's how we meet you know, god right? that's yeah, that's an essential god. habit of yeah. christian life yeah absolutely and and the goal of this is to help us be faithful representatives of Christ in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to add another soapbox. I had a soapbox in earlier about video lessons. <laughs> Let me add one more soapbox um, about printed printed study materials. Um, and, and it's that sometimes we can read commentary about Scripture, yeah. and then have discussion about the commentary. Yeah. Right. Of whether we agree with this person's interpretation and we're arguing about interpretation and and sometimes that can be fine and a place for that as well. But I think what we need to learn more of is how do we encounter God in scripture? How do we hear God's voice just by reading scripture and not simply by learning things about scripture? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, mm-hmm. the things I like about the disciples journal is it's let's read scripture. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about how we hear God in Scripture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is a different conversation than what does this passage mean? What do, what do you think about this author's opinion? <laughs> Which again, those are fine, good things. Um, but I think there's something different when we get into how are we encountering God in this passage, yeah. right? And so yeah. you know, another sidebar there that, that I think can be needed for small groups just to hear from time to time of, what conversation are we having here? Are we having a conversation about an interpretation of a passage or about how we're encountering God in this passage? Yeah, yeah. Um, so thanks for another soapbox there. And well, that just made me, help me, gave me time to think as I was listening to you. <laughs> but yeah. also thinking another resource in the journal is the prayers. Yes. For each week. Yes. But also in the front of the journal, there's a collection of prayers that are called collects, and they're taken right out of the Book of Common Prayer. These are prayers that John and Charles Wesley would have been familiar with, Mm. would have prayed Mm. themselves. Wow. Um, There's a collection of collects for prayer in the morning Mm -hmm. and another collection of collects for each day of the week for prayer at night. And so that's another resource that small groups can use, either as a source of conversation about okay, what what what's going on in this prayer? Yeah, what are we? What is it saying to God? What are we saying to God when we pray this prayer? What does it mean to us? Yeah, and really wrestle with because these are prayers of the church. Mm. They're not prayers that someone. These are you know go back to when the Book of Common Prayer was... Like Thomas Cranmer? Thomas like, Cranmer. Oh, I got it right. All right, yeah. Um, and so they're, and they're prayers that are still prayed today. They've been, you yeah. know, they're, they're part of the Christian tradition and it's important for us to be familiar with them. Yeah, and I, I know I grew up in kind of a tradition where 
you know, there was something about, you know, you were more pious if you prayed extemporaneously and sort of a looking down yeah. upon written prayers. And, and I've, 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 I've learned differently now. Um, and sometimes for me, those prayers can be, I'm not sure I have the words today. Right. And I pray those prayers and I find my words in those prayers and they're usually much better than what I can pray. And so. the way I'm convinced, the way people learn how to pray extemporaneously mm. and become comfortable with praying yes. extemporaneously is by first praying the prayers of the church. Yeah. Which is a good tip, right? Because adults often have this fear of praying aloud in a group. Right. And you can say, you don't have to pray extemporaneously. Right, open your disciples' journal, pick a prayer, and right. pray that. You know, and, and add your words if you'd like to. Yeah. Right, but use that as a common source uh, to help people find their voice in praying more extemporaneously. Yeah. Um, yeah, good tip there. So, anything else you would say about a disciples' journal? How you've seen it used, or uh, any other of the resources within? Because it, it is a really good resource, and, and it can be used in a variety of ways. I think that's one of the geniuses behind. Well, that that's uh, I'm even though you know I'm the guy that puts it together, I, I, there's, it's a very flexible resource and can be used in many different contexts. Um, it, it's, it's, and it's useful in both, you know, it's primarily designed for individual use, for personal mm -hmm. devotional practice, but it, it, it's also a very helpful and flexible um, yes. resource for small groups to use to help them be centered in Christ yeah. and in developing habits. That that's that's what I'm after is helping people form habits of you know daily prayer, daily scripture reading, um, and then being reminded that as we pray and read scripture and encounter God in the scriptures, God that hopefully we realize that that God is then we're, we're, what we're doing when we pray in that way and particularly when we do make a habit of doing it every day is we make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit yes and when we make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit I think then we're com we're more almost compelled to be Christ's representatives in the world mm -hmm. and to practice acts of compassion when opportunity presents themselves yep and acts of justice yep. and, and to seek out opportunities for acts of compassion and acts of justice. Yeah. So another tip that you, you may think of that I've done, I know when I took my trip to Mongolia and uh, space was limited in my backpack, right? I wanna, <laughs> is I, I just opened up the Disciples Journal, took pictures. Oh. And that way I yeah. had it on my phone. I could just look up and then I could just go to the, you know, past the, Bible on my phone and yeah. read it. So wow. that that's another tip. And I think with all these things we've named, even though they're in the Disciples Journal, um, your group could use these same tactic strategies without the Disciples Journal, right? If, if y'all wanted to, you could follow the daily scripture readings without having the journal, right? Yeah. You could yeah. pray, you could, you know, all those sort of things apply whether you have the journal or not. I think as you said, the point is building the habits, yeah. right? whether you use... That printed resource. <laughs> and also, there's another kind of similar resource that's great for small group use. Is written. It was written by one of my teachers at Wesley mm -hmm. Seminary, um, who on, sadly is no longer with us, um, L Lawrence Hull Stuckey. 
Oh, yeah, I know the name. Larry Stuckey, some people know him as. He wrote, and I'm pretty sure this book is still in print. It's The title is This Day. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's written for small groups mm. and also for individual use for daily prayer, reflection, Bible reading. Um, and he, he's got a lectionary. It's a, it's a two-year lectionary that uh, probably, I don't know if it's based, it's the, from the Book of Common Prayer, which yeah. has a two-year lectionary in it. Um, so that's another resource that's similar to yeah. the journal that is, and it's more explicitly designed for small group use. And isn't, doesn't Upper Room have a guide to prayer for common set servants or something like that? They've got a Oh yeah, all those. those guide, there's a series of yeah. guide to prayer, which, um, are, which are other, that's, those are other also really excellent resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, resources that, that can help us to, to live the Christian life. Um, so hopefully this has been helpful for you. Um, in your groups, in your small groups, um, you know, one of the things you could have with your small group or a question perhaps for your team of leaders for small groups um, is, is how are we measuring spiritual growth, right? Is it, as opposed to just what information are people learning? How are we measuring this? And, and what does a successful class look like? And um, Yeah, so as we close here, we want to give some credits. We've, we've sort of missed that, I think, that opportunity because we have some people who work behind the scenes and make us look better than we are. Um, and one of the people... We couldn't do it without these oh, guys. Very true. Very true. Um, so Steve Horswell Johnson is sort of the executive producer. We thank Steve for, for helping us. And Matt Carlisle is our web producer. Um, and then Blake... What's Blake's last name? <laughs> Blake, is Blake. Our, Blake is our technical director. Um, shout out to, to Blake, who's recently engaged so uh, we appreciate blake blake does the the nitty-gritty work so we thank blake for, yes. for that so thanks to them who helped make this possible again uh find us on uh, itunes rate us rate us well uh, give us a good review um, find us on twitter you can find me at rev scott's tweets and also at umc adult form for adult formation and i i'm uh at s manscar that's at S-M-A-N-S-K-A-R. And you can find our emails and many more resources on our website, umcdiscipleship.org. Until next time, peace. Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.